Last week was the first episode of Drag Race Canada. This week was the second. Okay, this week we had a comedy challenge with all sorts going on and we're going to talk about it right here and right now. Yes, uh, welcome to the Drag Race recap show for Canada's Drag Race Season 1, Episode 2, titled Heritage Moments. Well well done in, well done in doing that title. Thank you so that much. Was, that was beautiful. <laughs> hey, who are you? I'm Ben. Who are you? I am Fraser. Fraser, not Fraser. And we are the hosts of a podcast called You're Welcome America, spelled you are, <laughs> letters you are, Welcome America. And on our own podcast, we look at American and UK pop culture and translate it back and forward. So what better people to talk about Canada? Yeah. Neither of our countries, but we've both been there. And hey, that's a start. I've never been there. Oh, wait, what? (laughs) No, I've never been there. Let's not talk about that. Okay, let's let's move on. Okay, so let, let us do a quick, before we get into it, we're assuming you've all watched the episode, because if you haven't, this is going to be spoilers a go-go, okay? Oh, yeah. Let's do, before we delve deep, we're just going to do a little summary at the top of exactly what went down. Okay, in the mini challenge, the queens, they well, they did a ballerina quick drag <laughs> as they auditioned for the nut smacker. <laughs> and for the maxi challenge, the queens, well, they overacted in a parody of Canadian commercials called Heritage Moments. Sorry, yeah. Heritage <laughs> Thank you. Moments. Thank you very much. And yeah, on the main stage, the category is a first time in drag. And Lemon makes an absolute comeback. It is named the winner of the challenge, while the judges placed Kine and Tainomi in the bottom two. After a lip sync battle for their lives to a wild song, Tainomi is told, <laughs> Shantae, you stay. And Kine is told to sashay away. Oh, oh my goodness me. Okay, right. so we come back. After Juicebox's elimination, and obviously Lemon's job, Lemon's very upset, and she's obviously, as the person that's been saved, her job is to kind of clean the mirror. <laughs> and what does Juicebox's message say, Ben? It says, hey, cunts, season one, <laughs> I love you all so much. Lots of love, sisters, XOXO, Juicebox. That's uh, strong. Love a C-bomb drop. I feel like a C-bomb is a real sign of a non-American <laughs> drag race. Yeah. I know they say it on the American drag race, but I don't know about you, but on my wow presents plus I was getting it uncensored. <laughs> yeah. Just like a, yeah, just a casual C bomb. <laughs> very non-American, I would say. And um, wait, there's, you know what? Something I want to point out yeah. at the beginning of this episode, because it's almost like they're all as usual, like hung over from episode one. <laughs> yeah. They're kind of, their lashes are kind of like coming off and they're all kind of like, <laughs> dripping in sweat i have to say the episode started and i was like oh dear everyone's a little bit ropey are you talking about the fact that boa's uh thing had fallen off her breast and she was exposing i don't even think she was wearing like one of those latex like you know boob boob plates i feel like she was wearing full-on like halloween store plastic tits (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> very <laughs> fake solid plastic looking tits as we've come to to expect from boa after one episode that 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 tracks yeah <laughs> you're so right it's like oh all is right in the world oh yeah and then we have the my favorite moment is just yeah them all slumped down on the couches just kind of recapping that first episode and kind saying that she thought she should have won the first challenge that was very and funny then, yeah and everyone's like and, and also that was a moment i was thinking to myself 
oh, kind. I think you might have a storyline in this episode, which yes. can go good or bad. I will yeah. say, you know, you, you know, just before like a queen like gets booted off. Um, you're welcome for that booted. I will say, and uh, before a queen gets booted off, they often get quite a kind of meaty storyline. Yeah, and that's and that's a tough that's a tough one as well. It's like, oh, se- she's been set up for some serious failure with that one. Yeah. Oh, and then we obviously we go straight into into our titles, and then we come back the next day, and the queens are entering back into the workroom. Just before we get into kind of the day's action, I just want to talk about two different things. Okay. One is. Lemon was wearing an insane outfit, like a boy outfit, when she came into the workroom. I don't know if you noticed this. She was wearing like pink velour flares and what seemed to be like a very oversized men's kind of tux j- suit jacket. She looked really strange. She looked wow. like she she looked like she'd stolen lots of different people's clothes and like snuck back into the studio. She looked wild, and it it, it, it passed me by on my first viewing. On my second viewing, I was like. Okay. And then my other observation was Ilona. I love Ilona's like boy look color palette. I don't know if you noticed this, but she had that lovely, she's wearing like real kind of soft pastel colors. And she had that pastel green hair with that like pastel purple outfit and pinks. Oh, she, I really, I love her color palette. It's very delicious to look at. Uh, going back to, to Lemon, I have to say, I do appreciate that in all his interviews, he's wearing that Lemon shirt. Because right, I'm, yeah. the, at the Good beginning branding. of like, you know, at the, great branding, strong. Because at the beginning where I, I struggle to remember everyone's names until about episode three or four. Yeah. So like, I'm great. Your name's Lemon. I see a Lemon. Let's do this. Yeah. And, she's, I mean? and she, she changes into, she throws on a yellow fur coat over that men's suit jacket for the rest of the episode. So again, oh. you could always spot her. So anyway, so the queens are kind of just doing that thing where they hang out ready for RuPaul's message. And Anastasia oh. reminds everyone that she's missed black continental at large <laughs> and Kiara, Kiara called her miss safe at large very funny i like I'm Kiara wait, I, she's fun no Kiara is great um actually yeah i want, I want to talk about Kiara more later on in this episode because she i feel like she has some great looks and things going oh, on yeah, wait she's... also when ruth's message comes through isn't i feel like boa is like hung over or really tired because when the message comes through like she genuinely is like oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean whereas like she, other queens are like the other queens are like yay and both like oh, oh, oh don't, she don't suddenly she realized that she had to do episode two of the show because i guess <laughs> it's right. that thing of they film this show so like back to back don't they that i know for us it's weekly and it seems like they've had a whole week to recover but <laughs> they literally come in the next day after someone's been eliminated and have to do it all again exactly. <laughs> i love that she's like oh so yes, uh, so Rue is Rue comes on the screen and does another one of her insane messages that mean absolutely nothing. <laughs> Even at the end of it, they were all like, "What? Who? Doctor? What?" <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they make even less sense in the Canadian episodes than they do in the US episodes. Oh yeah, absolutely. So uh, and then um, Brooklyn Brooklyn pops in, comes into the workroom in a uh, wild outfit. Did you see Brooklyn's outfit? She's wearing that. <laughs> it's like the half skirt, half trouser outfit. And I have yeah, to say, it's a little bit. It's a little bit. Hey, it's a little bit kilt. It's a little it bit is my culture. It's but like she was on that. Which I feel is very appropriate. This is an appropriate description for the Canadian episode. Heavy amount of a uh, kind of moose knuckle in the front of that outfit, right? I I have to say I wasn't I wasn't noticing that. Well, it's because I'm I, as I've discovered and said to you last week, I'm very attracted to Brooklyn. I I realized it fully in this episode. I was like, oh, I'm super into Brooklyn. So maybe that's why I was just staring at her moose knuckle. 
Well, do you know what I was also thinking about Brooklyn in general in this role is that they've clearly chosen someone who, A, Brooklyn's Canadian, right? Yes. yes. Brooklyn's Canadian. But also, <laughs> Brooklyn in her boy drag looks, you know, attractive. Yes. It's like, you know, some of them out of drag just look like people who are people who need to get ready and who people are people who are waiting to get into costume whereas yes. others out of drag look like another character so yes. that's clearly why they've chosen well them. we're seeing that with with all stars especially is you see some of the queens have decided to um engineer their faces in a more drag forward way rather than a boy look forward way does yeah, that make okay. sense <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so yes right. so brooke, brooke calls in the, what's happening what's happening brooke um in her half skirt brooke calls in the pit crew it definitely was different oh, pit a crew. Mini kilt. I'm a mini kilt. Mini kilt. okay so in her mini kilt she calls in the pit crew i think this was two new pit crew it was right 100 new pit crew because last week you were very <laughs> iffy about the pit crew I, I, and this I, week I, I kept an eye out for them and i was like i wonder how fraser feels i was a lot more sold i liked i liked the kind of redhead guy but obviously you know the other guy the dark head guy was right up my alley or as me and uh, my friend charlie say <laughs> right up my vagina <laughs> <laughs> we decided to appropriate the term right up my alley and make it just vaginal alley so yeah Perfect. he was right up my vagina the dark head guy and they did a real like <laughs> at one point one of them was like basically one of the queens was essentially like how big's your dick and then they just did a full zoom slow zoom into uh his penis which was yeah great i was like i'll take it uh, oh, uh, uh, mm. okay <laughs> <laughs> so brooke announces that the mini challenge is a <laughs> a nut smacker ballet um quick drag moment which she brings back to the fact that she herself is a trained ballet dancer, which she kind of showed some of that on her season of Drag Race. It's, it was kind of her, no, well, it wasn't really, even really her thing, but she used it in Drag Race her season, like very, very effectively. And then my favorite part of this is, this is why I'm kind of digging having a new a new presence in the workroom. As much as I do love Rue, I really like the way, <laughs> the way Brooke was like, counted them down to do their quick drag and then she just ran at them screaming and telling them like screaming at them to get ready that really made me laugh <laughs> <laughs> she's she's showing she's showing like loads more personality than she did on her season of drag race and she didn't it's not like she was boring she was very funny on her season of drag race but she's really like i don't know i, I feel like i'm seeing some criticism about some of the judges and the hosting on this season but i really maybe it's because i'm thirsty for her but i she made me laugh when she screamed at them all to get ready no, I hear you. Uh, I will probably get into it later when they're uh, kind of seated at their judges panel. I'm I'm all good with Brooklyn. Um, I'm all good with the the former supermodel whose name escapes me at this exact moment in time. I have Stace. to say, St- Stace. That's right, Stace. Our mate Stace. All good with the other one. I have issues with, but we'll we'll, we'll get to him. <laughs> I, knew, I knew it. And then the guest judge. I know you felt a <laughs> a strange kind, kindred spirit with him, but oh yikes. Yeah. Okay, Again, so we'll get to that. Let's talk okay. about the the quick drag. How do you feel about quick drag mini challenges? I think they're very funny. I think, yeah. It, it, here's the thing. I, I okay. I like quick drag mini challenges because I all I always think, what would I do if someone, if basically if Brooke ran into my house right now and went, get ready, what would I do? <laughs> you know, like me running around my kitchen grabbing pots and pans and bags yeah. and bits. And um, so I always appreciate it because you actually see what they're like thinking on their feet and throwing things together very quickly and it, and also it shows 
like something really simple, like a really simple idea that yeah. could take five seconds can be amazing. So I I appreciate it. I and also the show always leans into how sloppy Quick Drag is. So yeah. I like I I accept it. I got sent a very funny kind of meme this morning of uh, a scene from the Disney Robin Hood movie. And it's little John when he's in drag as the fortune teller. And it's him like running away, like ripping off all of his, oh no, trying to put all on of his drag as he like runs. And it basically was like captioned, like the queen's getting ready for a quick drag mini challenge. It made me laugh. (laughs) Nothing funnier than describing a meme. (laughs) <laughs> love that breaking that we should do that more in this podcast just break down memes and say why they're funny i literally just turned into my own mother just for a second and try to describe a mimi <laughs> a mimi a mimi okay let's go through real quick just go through kind of quickly some of the looks and the styles of the uh the nutsmacker ballerina kind of mini challenge i we started with anastasia in all black And then obviously she kind of set the tone. So it was just her doing ballet moves. And I was like, oh, yikes, what is this mini challenge going to be? But I guess the whole point was half, first half was kind of delicate ballet dancing. Second half was like sexy, you know, get down on the floor. And I like what she did. She just went and pretended to punch all of the rest of the girls in the face. (laughs) Yeah, totally appreciated that. Yeah. And then did like like a running, she did like a running slap across all of their faces, which really made me laugh as well. And also it's like, how do you, I feel like with ballet, the go-to is to be elegant and and gracious. So like she went the opposite way. So I I, I like that. Yes. And then uh, we had Lemon in her kind of York. <laughs> York at the Oscars swan look, which was fun. I liked that. She was cute. It was I fun. also I, have I, a crush I, on Lemon, by the way, but that's also besides the point. Oh, God. I like that because um, <laughs> it, it was a distinctive look compared to everyone else. Like, again, yeah. with Lemon, working that brand, it's like, okay, Lemon, she wore a swan. Got it. No one else yeah. did that. Got it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then Tainomi starting to <laughs> serve what I'm thinking of as a signature look, which is like a... Uh, like a roll neck, like a kind of a high necked top, <laughs> like a like a well, like a, a kind of like a like a, a sensible businesswoman. Is yes. it, you know what I mean? <laughs> but you with know, a, who, who a lives, sparkle, who, a bit of sparkle. She likes glam, but she's going to do business, and she maybe she lives in a moderate climate. She doesn't live in LA. You know what yeah, I mean? Because she's got that, that neck. neck. I hot, think of it too hot. Now you've said that, I think of it like she's a businesswoman. So she wears a sparkly roll neck, but with a suit jacket over the top. So that when she goes out for drinks after work, she takes off the suit jacket and she, she's like, oh, oh, I'm ready for like evening glam. After work drinks. It's all about having that outfit that can do many things, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, perfect. Um, and actually, do you know what? After those drinks, she could maybe do a date. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Let's move on. Okay. Rita Baggett inexplicably in a red leotard in kind of like a Baywatch <laughs> swimsuit. Very un, un-ballet, but I still, I like her look. I like the way she, um, even in quick drag, I like the way she paints her mouth. She paints her mouth, like it's very like downturned. <laughs> she always looks like an angry, kind of like an angry old woman, which I really, really like. Oh, hey, and we should shout out the um, the Discord discussion for Afterthought Media, where we all kind of like at the same time realized that Rita Baga is a pun on a root. I can't even say it in my accent. A Rude, Ruta, no, it, Ruta, 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 Ruta Baga. Ruta Baga. You have to Ruta just. Baga. You have to just. Oh. You, you can't do it in. We can't do it in our own accents. You have to like Ruta Baga. <laughs> oh, God. Which is like a turnip. So yeah, you it's know. in. It's in the kind of um, the root vegetable family. <laughs> oh, lovely. Okay, then we, who do we have next? Was it Alona? Yes, she was. I she kind of did some like karate moves. They moved on pretty quick from her, but I liked her yeah. ballet look. She did like a kind of sexy. It's like a sexy kind of you know bedroom look, <laughs> not totally, not ballet I, I at all. Like, 
I feel like her moves and her performance, what we saw, but it was a little bit wishy-washy, a little bit <laughs> yeah. forgettable, you know? Yeah. Okay, then we had Jimbo. Now, Jimbo really cementing herself as the kind of, like, circusy, I don't know, like, circusy, almost, like, broken doll look in, yeah. in, this, in this challenge, I would say. Yeah, and she, yeah she's, she paints, like, a kind of French clown, doesn't she? Like, a crying clown. That's kind of how mm. I always think of her face. Beautiful. Um, <laughs> and then we moved on to Boa. Now, Boa... <laughs> Boa, who, you know, right from the word go said, like, you know, death drops, you know, splits, high kicks, can't do any of them. So I was like, oh, what's she going to do here? And she just, I love, she just basically just threw herself around. She um, smeared makeup on her face, threw some giant, like, prescriptions, prescription glasses over the top of them. I was about to say NHS glasses. Doesn't make any sense in any country that we're talking about. No, NHS, <laughs> National Health Service, back in the, back in the UK um don't know what you have in canada sorry about they, it they have universal health care in canada it's the same thing okay got it might not might not cover specs though might i don't not know cover if you glasses. canadian listeners reach out to us and let us know if people get <laughs> universal health care glasses love to know got if you it. get them for free um, i appreciated that boa did a worm it's almost like what do you do <laughs> can't really dance i'll just give the worm a go <laughs> yeah Shit. then we have kiara just again in this episode, just giving me like, this is this is where she started to be. I was like, oh, okay. She did a um, she did a lovely death drop. She was our first death drop shablam of the episode, mm-hmm. followed by uh, Scarlett who did another one and then did my favorite move, which is um, they they call it swiffering the floor with your uh, taint. Yeah, yeah, just, <laughs> just love that move. Nice and tidy. Kine, I mean, we only saw a bit of Kine. It was a little bit like. Your drunk, your drunk girlfriend at university doing like a, yes. a dance. Do you know what I mean? I thought, I thought that she looked like um, Sarah Jessica Parker at the beginning of Sex in the like the credits of Sex in the City, but like that very kind of white girl, white girl in a tutu. Hundred <laughs> percent. And then um, Priyanka, Priyanka, <laughs> Priyanka made me laugh so much in this mini challenge. She she was doing that lovely ballet move, and then she, she said she literally stops like mid move and has a thought, and then just gets down on her knees. And then mostly off camera mimes a blowjob. <laughs> Perfect. I'm like, here's the thing. I, I, again, it, it, like I remembered that. You know what I mean? A lot of the rest of it just wishy washy merged into ballet stuff. Yeah. I remembered. I remembered the BJ move. So I'm, I'm all for that. Oh, sorry. I should say Priyanka because I keep saying Priyanka, which I think is a, my accent. I'm going to call her Priyanka because that's what everyone. That's how they say it. Priyanka really. That was again in this episode just the first of many moments where I could not stop looking at her. She is, she's mesmerizing. There's something about her, just her face is so beautiful. I love her like enthusiasm in her interviews. She's, I feel like Priyanka really had a star turn in this episode. I don't know how you felt about her. Yeah, no, I would say so. I would say so. I I honestly don't have a huge amount to say about her yet. Other than I thought in that mini challenge killed it. Yeah. And then the pit crew just basically came and did some like kind of go, go dancing moves, you know, on the floor. The one who I, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> uh, okay. Then we had a couple of winners um, yes. and they were Boa and Anastasia. How do we feel yes. about that? Um, I felt like it should have been Priyanka and uh, Boa. That's who, they're the two, they're the only two I can remember fully. Um, but then again, Anastasia, now I'm saying it, she did make me laugh the way she punched them all in the face and then did like a high five slap <laughs> that went around the whole group. So I'm not, I'm not going to say it was completely unjust, but I also feel like perhaps in the grand scheme of things, it didn't do Priyanka any disservice because being a team leader in a challenge is always 
you know problematic so yeah you're get you're being set up for something when you're a team exactly. leader um now they won uh 1000 <laughs> oh i almost said it wrong 1000 canadian dollars hey. um just to get some wigs i wonder how many wigs they get with a thousand canadian dollars yeah sure. i know with the with the conversion rate it's like one of those things where it's like could get one wig could get 20 but we oh, don't know that we don't know the price the price range of wigs and grace so let's not let's not speculate we don't know how that wig stock market's doing in Canada. We just we haven't we haven't been keeping track of the numbers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Whether lace fronts are up or down at the moment. Who knows? <laughs> okay, then the maxi challenge was announced. Um, so yeah. it was uh, yeah. So basically, what they were going to have to do is uh, split into two teams, and they were going to be acting out these scenes from heritage moments in this episode heritage moments heritage minutes i'm sorry heritage minutes i beg your pardon which as we discussed with actual canadian crystal last week were kind of like pbs after school special things back in the day and actually crystal sent us an example of one of them and they are distinctive i will really watching the one that she sent us really blew my mind then watching the challenge i was like oh this makes so much more sense if you're canadian or you understand what they're talking about (laughs) yeah it made it much more enjoyable i also appreciate that it's like yeah this show is about canada and it's for canada so do you know what if you want to enjoy it go do your homework much like the uk episodes Mm. in like so much of the uk episodes they've you know like what was it like you know oh put a Someone, someone put fifty. Someone put fifty p in Cheryl. It's like really <laughs> specific references that you have to work at. I like how they're not dumbing it down for the audience. Appreciate yeah. it. So yeah. So what it is is there's going to be uh, kind of two teams, and it's one script is going to be drag queens fighting for the right to vote in the Muffragettes. <laughs> that made me laugh. And the other one is the Canadian doctor that cured rare diseases in I smell burnt tux. <laughs> and we'll get into that. So, yeah. and Anastasia, because they won the the quick challenge at the beginning, they get to pick their teams. Yeah. So, I, I I don't know if we need to specify the teams right now, but I think it is worth mentioning the fact that Alona is the last one standing, which I was yeah. very surprised about. Me too. I she would she would have been much higher on my list to pick. I'm like Alona. Yeah, she's she's a messy gal, but she's funny. Yeah, she's she's got a presence for sure. I, she's not like a forgettable queen that you should leave until last. And I really like the way she, <laughs> the team that didn't pick, pick her, she got to choose which team she joined, which was a fun little twist. And I like the way she just looked at the other team. She's like, fuck you. <laughs> oh, I think she made the right choice. I, I agree. But wait, also, were, who was it that was forgetting Alona's name? Was it Boa? <laughs> yes. That was a little flashback we had later in the episode. We'll get to that. That's right. That's the Alana right. of it all. Oh, Lord. Should we take a break? Yeah, we should take a break. Take a break. Take a break. Do whatever you need to do, and we'll see you after this. And we are back. We are back, ready to start rehearsing for the Heritage Minutes. (laughs) Moments. Oh, God, now I'm getting confused. (laughs) (laughs) So So we start with the Muffragettes. Actually, before we get into this, so I have to say, I... I despise, not despise, that's the wrong word. I, especially after All Stars last week, I really struggle with an improv challenge. So this yeah. obviously was a scripted challenge. So this was a little less of a of a kind of flailing improv challenge, but still the scripted challenges are, uh, um, they have their high points and their low points. So I was already kind of bracing myself ready. Anyway, 
Yeah, they're tough. They're tough. I agree. And also, they they often come like this towards the beginning of a season yeah. when you've still got you've still got a lot of dead weight competing. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So yeah. I'm always a bit like, oh no, not a yeah. scripted thing. And then also as a you know as a non-Canadian person, because I didn't fully understand the reference point, I was a little bit checked out for this. I must say, not yeah. gonna lie, Drag Race recap fans. Your boy, Ben, he was a little <laughs> bit not sure about this part. Okay, well, don't worry. I was, I've watched it twice, so I, <laughs> I soaked in every detail and did a lot of Googling for references. So we've got it. So um, okay, we start it. with the, the Muffragettes, and it's revealed that Jimbo is going to be playing an old judge that is in the closet, which <laughs> I was like, yes, done. Cut, print, Oscar. <laughs> What's the Canadian Oscars? Uh-oh. Um, anyway. <laughs> uh, and then... Scarlett and Ilona are going to be vegan and Tara, like Tegan and Sarah. That made me laugh. You know who Tegan and Sarah, right? Of course I know who Tegan and Sarah are. <laughs> but, uh, but also, by the looks of things, Tegan and Sarah haven't been booked for season one of Drag Race Canada. <laughs> but you know what? Fingers crossed it's a season two. Yeah, and they, they, they've kind of got that, they're doing that thing which has been done in a couple of um, Drag Race seasons, which is playing a pair of twins who speak in unison. And Jimbo is less than impressed. Also, I felt like, this is the first time I really took in Jimbo's boy look in the interview when he's wearing that like that like kind of stars and stripes esque like cowboy shirt. It's really stunning. Yeah, this also this moment for me in the episode really set him apart as like you know Scarlett and Alona are kind of like kids, yeah, kind of like your your <laughs> annoying twenty six year old friends who are just like having a drink, and <laughs> too much. yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Jimbo's like, I'm here. I'm a grown a up. <laughs> yeah. I'm a grown up. I'm not. I'm not pissing around. Um, so that's what pissing kind of that around. Pissing around was. <laughs> we, we, people don't say pissing around in in Canada or in America. Canada. Okay, I'm not. I'm not. What, what would it be? I'm not like translation. Tra- translate messing, it for me. Messing around. Not messing around. All yeah, right. you're welcome. <laughs> pissing has a different, whole different. Anyway, let's not get into that. That's for our own podcast. Um, the other team is obviously we're a bit of. Uh, we kind of get a flash of the other team. I smell burnt tuck, and it's just them really talking about. Uh, you know, Kiara starts revealing her. Uh, improv experience which actually again is one of those things where you're like oh is this gonna be good is this gonna be bad you should never start mm-hmm. boasting about your kind of never boast about your credits or your experience in drag race because it, it very rarely works for you did for her this yeah. time though and then we have our first glimpse into who's going to be on the struggle bus from that team <laughs> tainomi. tainomi and she's really yeah, she's really struggling i oh and it's so it's so sad because from the word go, I'm yeah. like, Ty Naomi Banks, I'm into you. You're referencing Naomi Campbell and, <laughs> uh, and Tyra Banks. Like, I am there. But if you're doing that, you need to be strong AF. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you're channeling two powerhouses. So I, I find it really upsetting starting to yeah, see their struggle. Yes, I was going to say, because sometimes on Drag Race, I think you have your villains that get set up and then you see them struggle. And, you know, everyone is deep, deep down is an evil person who, like, enjoys watching the, the bad people struggle. It's very satisfying. But Tainomi is like, she's really sweet. Like, she's not, she seems like a lovely person. And it just, like, made me, uh, yeah, it, 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 I didn't like seeing her flailing it. I was like, oh, no. And also, I, I don't know why I'm so obsessed with everyone's outfits in this episode, but I love Tainomi's uh, boy look outfit. It's that pink, 
that pink jumper with like the black kind of frill ruffles on it. It's really, oh, yeah. it's really oh, yeah. stunning. It's, it's, it's kind of like chiffony again, <laughs> a fun outfit she could wear to the office and then out for drinks afterwards. It's very Got much it. her look and I'm, I'm super into it. Um, also, I love, I love how we're talking about office looks in July, 2020 when literally yeah. no one is in an office. <laughs> and will we ever return to one? Either. Like, <laughs> so, right. I know. Okay. I'm wearing, fully wearing workout clothes to my office, which is my kitchen table right now. Anyway, exactly. We get this is where we get our first insight into who's going to be on the struggle bus for the other team, which is Boa's. First of all, kind of talks about her kind of ADHD, and it really made me have a like a pit in my stomach where she just, oh, it really. When she said that she was looking at the page and everything was just a swirl, it made my stomach oh. drop because it just gave me that like because you know that feeling of panic. Having done a lot of Amdram in my youth, it <laughs> gave me that same that same feeling of like fear where you're like looking at lines and you're like, this is just not going to happen. Oof. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I was, I, again, I was really upset because also Boa came in so strong last week. Yeah. So this week I was like, Oh no, I'm worried about you. But this, um, okay. there's that's she, she's a very particular type on drag race. someone who has such a forceful force, like force of nature personality. But when it comes to being constrained by the rules of some kind of challenge, cannot do it. That happens so much on drag race. You get like, yeah, kind of mess, mess box Queens who, who have so much personality that can't be kind of, reined into a challenge they basically can't be produced or they produce themselves and this is where she fully cannot pronounce elona's name she's just calling her alana in person in her interviews and as someone whose name is continually mispronounced i felt very i felt very triggered by this this little scene you felt very heard fraser like (laughs) razor yes not Frasier, like the TV show, please. Uh, I, I just really quickly glancing at my notes. I wrote down. <laughs> oh no, actually, that's for later. Don't worry, we'll get to that. Um, oh, better be good. You've really teased that one. Better be good. <laughs> okay, then Brooklyn pops in, does a little visit, and there's a there's a, a good moment between Brooklyn and Kine because <laughs> Kine, as we remember from last week, she didn't take criticism very well. Um, she was like very overconfident in her gold lame, ill-fitting uh, look with <laughs> bobbles the coming jingle, off and jingles, jingles. jangles. Yeah, <laughs> just just rolling around on the on the runway. Um, so she was asking Kine if she's going to take criticism better this week, and uh, then Kine actually tells Brooklyn that she forgives her, but <laughs> Kine forgives Brooklyn, which I thought was really good. Very funny. I, I also felt like it set up, there's this very classic dynamic with Rue where it's like, Rue is kind of like this Grecian statue with like a, a stone-like face that you can't insult in person. Cause she's kind of got such like, you know, such kind of gravitas behind her. And I like that it kind of set up that, that Brooke is kind of, it's like, well, yeah, she might, she might not have the same kind of legacy as Rue, but you also can't just be rude to her face. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was a tough moment. I also, it gave me, I just remember that we forgot to mention just my <laughs> very first moment of Kiara that I really enjoyed this week in her confessional where she talked about Kine's outfit falling apart and she had a bauble as a prop that she threw off camera. Do you remember that? <laughs> She's like, you can't say that you should have won the challenge when your outfit was falling apart and she had a little bauble oh, yes. with her. In her interview, in her yeah. interview, yes, yes, yes. Love a bit of prop, prop comedy. Anywho, she also, Brooke, kind of addresses Tainomi saying, like, you did not have any confidence in that first runway and you need to bring it, which, again, I was just like, oh, I love Tainomi. I didn't like that. Made me sad. No, I know. 
And it doesn't Ugh. get any better for her, does it? Okay. <laughs> it right, doesn't. next up. So they basically um oh, they yikes. then start they then start filming the um the the the, the heritage, heritage minute challenge. Yeah. Now this is overseen by that judge. Wait, I've forgotten his name <laughs> Jeff, already. Jeffrey Boyer Chapman. I can tell I... you've already you've got a bee in your little Canadian mounty bonnet about <laughs> Jeffrey Boyer Chapman, haven't you? I know. I can tell already. He's just he's just well, first of all. First of all, okay, I know I'm not Canadian, I know I'm not in Canada, but I'm a bit like, just remind me who you are, because he's very like on his throne and a bit a bit pissy with everyone, I and know, a bit like impress to, me. You have to you have to take into account that, especially with this current season of All Stars, he literally was just a judge, a recurring. He came back to judge again on All Stars. He's already judged on regular Drag Race, then he's been a judge on All Stars. And now he's a drag on Drag Race Canada. It's like, let's, within the world of Drag Race, he does have, he's starting to get the, the gravitas that does let him be a judge. So okay. take take yourself, you know, release the bee from that little Canadian bonnet, okay? Okay, okay, fine. <laughs> Wait, and remind me, is he an actor? In, yes, in, he was in, he, is. he okay, was on fine, Unreal. Okay, oh, that's, oh, that, great. The show that everyone watched for one season, like five years ago. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. <laughs> Is that the sound of the bee, the bee flying away from out of, under, underneath your bonnet? Oh, he's gone. No, there we, I, there we go. It's a whole. I'm sitting in a whole hive of bees, and they're ready to sting. <laughs> oh, sorry. I had to, <laughs> I had to take myself away from my microphone. You made me cackle. <laughs> Anywho, oh, my the challenge God. begins. Oof, oof, my goof. Team Boa, the Muffrajets. Now, as expected, because of her ADHD, which is, you know, a horrible thing to have to deal with, Boa is stumbling all over her lines. Yeah, it was it was tough. I, I did like her look. I liked the Muffrajets look in general because I'm a big fan of the character from Mary Poppins, the, the mother from Mary Poppins, who sings a whole song about votes for women. <laughs> it felt yeah. very that to me. <laughs> you're I, like I, I, you're like, like not familiar sure. yeah no no i am just I, I tried to re-watch mary poppins like five years ago I tried to rewatch it it is so long it's like two hours 45 minutes long and the yeah, whole time it's... i was like this needs an edit let's just quicken this up this needs an edit so I yeah it's, it. it's like the sound of music we need to someone needs to just take a pair of scissors to that and just take out some chunks <laughs> anywho I, I, I do i do hear what you're saying about both it is a kind of like a, a fun a fun kind of like mum with a purpose look you <laughs> yes, know and i also exactly. just appreciate that hair doesn't really play into it just that hat you know yes, what i mean exactly that straw boater but yes it was it was it was tough and then we had kind of scarlet and alona doing their twin thing and, and needing to enunciate a little bit more we had kind of um it's where we definitely saw a star turn from Kine um, and Jimbo. Jimbo is the judge. I mean, come on. Like, she, she was she was good. She was really good. Just her white face with that sad smile, the upside down smile painted on her face was really making me laugh. And that, that and really cheap, that really cheap judge wig, you know. <laughs> comes, but I, this comes straight out of like one of those plastic packets. And oh. it still smells kind of like plasticky and probably of the factory that made it in, in who knows where. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is a, no, actually, I can't go into the, you know, that UK what? joke, joke brand Smithy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's very, very that. That's very Party that. City. I, I did enjoy Party City. I did enjoy um, Jimbo's gold boots that we just got a little <laughs> glimpse of. I'm like, oh, a little bit of glamour going on there. I like that. I felt like I I already, from the beginning, Priyanka was making me laugh. And I felt like the show was also, was not encouraging me to enjoy her performance 
quite as much. I don't feel like she got the kind of, she didn't get like Jeffrey laughing. She didn't get the, like the music cues of like, but ding dong, you know, the fun music that shows someone is doing well. She made me laugh. She's, she's playing like a slut, <laughs> like a slutty suffragette, which is such a funny character choice. It, I really, I really enjoyed it. She was like a, she was like kind of like a, a an heiress, like Paris Hilton, 2000s era suffragette bimbo, which is just such a wild character to be playing that it was very A lot, funny. lot of reference points in that mixing pot right there. Yeah. And then uh, we, we kind of, we, yeah, we, we endured the struggle bus of some of that team. Oof. Oh my God. I'm, I'm literally sweating thinking about it. It's also because I turned my AC off to do this recording. So I'm, I'm sweating like I was when I was watching the, uh, I always get very, very kind of clammy when they do those filming. Cause I, I just, I get very I really, nervous too. Yeah, I, I, Cause I, I always put myself in their position. Yeah, for something too. I, and, I'm like, and I'm like, Oh God, would I be flailing? Would I be, what would I be good at? Oh God, I don't know. I don't know if I should be in this competition. And precisely. I'm like, I'm it's that, it. thing of, it's that thing of like, as soon as you forget your lines, as soon as you start fucking up and then everything just goes down in flames. And that I always think like my voice would start shaking. My hands would start shaking. And once you get like that, there's no, there's no coming back from it. You're, you're fucked. Yeah. I'm waiting. And wait, Kainomi was the one, she was the one who was constantly like line. Can I get oh a line? Oh my God. Yeah. So she, that's the, I smelt burnt tux team. That's and right. yeah, Kainomi was, yeah, she had to literally pause for water in a, and it, oh god it it really it, i don't know why there's something about this season of, of of this season of drag race where i feel so much more like like empathy for them than i do in regular drag race like i wasn't sometimes i can be so hard when i watch regular drag race and i'm like oh she's shit she's shit oh my god she fucked up she fucked up but something about this i don't know whether it's just the way they filmed it or whether i'm we're coming in because they're season 1 queens but even seeing her like stop and ask for water it just made my heart like her i just felt so bad for her my do you know what my feeling was at this part it, as as two people who uh, work in tv production <laughs> right. i was like i wonder who's going to get that water whose responsibility <laughs> is that someone got the water they better wait is it me no it's not my job someone better get that water <laughs> i know what you mean i definitely and and it was some, some poor like pa production system was like scuttling onto set and i what i started to get my first glimpse into how cold the studio is because i felt like every she was wearing like a puffer a little a little puffer kind of vest it's like, thing it's like last week with the panic attack the, the pa who came on was like like a double puffer like a feather downy one a full winter coat like mittens and everything i don't know like kind of like moon boots coming onto set yeah and then i think i think that kiara do you remember kiara kind of opened that little sketch with basically doing a one take amazing a one take wonder Oh yes, that's right. She was fantastic, and obviously, then your nemesis Jeffrey. Um, he he was like, cut print done, love it. <laughs> yeah. And then I think I, that Lemon Lemon got a very favorable kind of showing of her work as well, especially because she was with Tainomi, who was like a sinking ship, and she, I think she was a bright shining star considering Tainomi was so bad. Remind me, was was Lemon sitting beside? Yes, like, Lemon. Yeah, Lemon I, was I, Lemon was playing the kind of uptight lady who had the contour contouritis. Was, but she was also, wasn't she also like holding um, Tainomi's hand and like helping her through it? Yes, she was. Yeah. She was like a, a str- yeah. She didn't. She didn't just abandon her and show herself off. She managed to, yeah, weirdly managed to 
comfort Tainomi and be like a nice person, but also be like a star, which is very good. And it's I mean, very, very positive, very positive review of everyone this week. I don't know why I feel so protective of these queens, but, but also I, I feel impressed because Lemon's from memory, Lemon's pretty young. Yeah, yeah, I, she's, I felt like she's to have that maturity of like she's twenty four. Yeah, to have that maturity to like to shine, but also be really helpful to others in the competition. It's quite impressive. Well, do you know what it is as well? It's like Canadian, the, the, one of the kind of, um, stereotypes of Canada is that everyone is so nice and everyone's Mm -hmm. very polite. And actually I'm like, even on this show where everyone's got that kind of slightly sharp edge because they're Queens and everyone's like catty and funny deep down they yeah they're like nice really nice people, which I guess maybe that's a part of it. They're not as kind of cutthroat. They're kind of like, well, I don't need to like completely destroy this queen that I'm in the scene with. I can support her and also be really good. So there you it's go. Similar, it's similar to Drag Race UK, the first season. Everyone was pretty nice and supportive of one another. I think it's yeah. almost like they're so happy that it's finally come to their country and their culture yeah. that they're just like, they're just thrilled to be there. Whereas in the US, it's been going on for so long. And I think people have watched it too much and grown yeah. up with it. And they think that they need to be like a, a mean yeah. character. It's like, oh, so true. Shut up. <laughs> and then right. yeah, we just we just end that filming with um <laughs> with Kiara being teabagged as she gets carried out of the scene. <laughs> that was very good <laughs> by Rita <Very> Bagger. <laughs> Pre- appreciated that a lot. Yeah. Oh, I feel I feel exhausted after going through that. I tell you what, yeah. really lived, really lived, relived their emotions. I am okay. I, 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 like I said before we started recording, I'm so hot because I've turned my AC off. I feel like I'm doing hot yoga. <laughs> I am sweating. Anyway, so we come back and it's time to get ready for the runway. This is where I want to make just quickly before we get into the getting ready stuff. This is where I made my my note, which was yet again in this episode, I saw the ceiling. <laughs> yeah. One of the hallmarks of Drag Race Canada is that we're going to constantly see the top of the set and then just the black ceiling, <laughs> which we never see on, on regular Drag Race. I, know, I don't know what's know. going on, but I just keep seeing the ceiling. Very it's distracting. Like, did, they, did they did they just forget to like build like an extra foot of set or something? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Just or maybe some just kind of tilted angles of, of filming. They just <laughs> we need to we need to stop filming the queens from below and seeing the ceiling. It's very distracting. Now Any they were hoozle. here. They were back. They were back in the workroom, and I actually think this section for me was probably the strongest part of the whole episode which is kind of insane because it's this is like in between challenges but this kind of just reality house reality not even house reality set reality was great um this is another moment where i thought oh kine's in trouble because kine was you know opening up about her dad passing from can from from cancer which is really sad but i thought oh kine's getting a lot of airtime. she may be on the chop as is often the way um you know, Lemon was was crying as, as she was talking about her mom coming to her show and her family supporting her. But then oh. this was unbelievable. Anastasia, you know, and and you know, you've been a, a much longer drag race fan yeah. than I have. You know, she was talking about um, doing drag back home in the Bahamas. Have yeah. we had a, a, a sort of island queen like this before on any of the shows? Oh, hang on. I'm going to go back through the old uh, roller decks. I don't think so. I'm going to okay. not. Um, hang on. Well, here, here's the thing. It mm. was her, her background was fascinating because yeah. she was talking about back home in the Bahamas. You know, some of her friends had been murdered for being gay. Horrific. Mm. But not only that, Anastasia herself said that she'd been shot 
three times. Oh my god! In the driveway, and she'd had to claim asylum in Canada. This, I mean, horrific, but just yeah. unbelievable. And these are the moments that, for me, just pull Drag Race to a completely different territory. To say, yeah. like, America's Next Top Model, where it's like, oh, I'm from Ohio, and I want to be a model, or like American Idol. It's like, yeah. oh, I've grown up poor, and I want to sing a song. Yeah, great. Those are your backstories, but this is a backstory. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And also the backstory is intrinsically linked to what she's now doing as a drag performer. Yeah. You know what it I was, mean? It's, yeah. It's it was stunning. It was, it was like, it was, and you could see the, the other Queens, they were like, do, 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 putting makeup on. She started telling that story and they were like floored by it. It's yeah, so wild. I mean, I'm, I'm of a, um, I'm of a half Caribbean kind of heritage as well. My dad is from an Island called St. Vincent. And I know for a fact that, homophobia in the in the caribbean sorry caribbean as everyone says it is still just rampant and out of control but especially you know with anastasia with being a a slightly older queen as well i mean when she was living there it's that is fucking wild it's just yeah it's it's a tough it's a really tough thing especially being so close to kind of close to so many other countries that are a lot more accepting of being gay it's just still so wild and so horrible and and dark but i was i was very proud of her um i'm just uh being reminded actually that monet exchange uh, is a queen that moved um from saint lucia so she is she's a a caribbean queen too i should know my caribbean queens being a half caribbean queen myself i know (laughs) it's also just so interesting because i think particularly back in the uk the caribbean or caribbean as people call it here and um, wherever here is canada america who where are we and um, the, <laughs> the caribbean is always seems like a very like like tropical and luxury place to go and like visit yeah. and then you hear these real stories and you're like oh that's amazing we should actually shout out there is a um mini documentary i think it was by vice called gully queens um mm-hmm. that uh it, it really explores this and it's pretty fascinating yeah it's it, it, it's definitely something that is not talked about enough so i really appreciate her bringing that bringing that kind of to the forefront. And I also just love her accent because it reminds me of so many of my family members. Well, hers is actually not as intense as some of my family members. Hers is much softer and and it's, but yeah, it just, I love hearing a Caribbean accent. It makes me instantly feel at home. And also like I'm sweating because I'm in St. Vincent on vacation as a child, dying of heat stroke. (laughs) In drag, in full drag. Oh my God, I wish, I wish. (laughs) We also just, we, you know, we should have mentioned, you know, that also this, this runway they're getting ready for is, not my first time in drag. Oh my lord! Well, okay, gonna, we'll get to that get now. Into it. So yeah, not my first time in drag, but it was like elevators interpretations of their first time in drag. I think this challenge is genius. Such I a absolutely fun! Absolutely loved it. So fun because not only do you get to see them, you know what they come up with, you get like a flashback of their journey and their story and where they're from, which yeah. I thought was amazing. Such a smart, such a smart runway to do in the second episode of Drag Race. It's like, hey, take a look at my personality and also how how I've evolved. But then I love the fact that with Drag Race, it's like they've still got so much further to evolve as well past this. I feel like they could, you know, they could go on Instagram and show like a third look, which is like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, since Drag Race, this is the third, this is me and how I look in that outfit now. I think it's just so, you could just, they could keep doing it forever. Keep doing that same look throughout their career. I think it's, I think oh, it's such yeah. a fantastic it's very, idea. 
it's very like the 10 year challenge. Remember back in social media, like at the beginning of this year, it's very that kind of thing. All right, chill out. Yeah, how okay, I we need to talk that. about the guest judge. We need to talk <sighs> about the guest judge. I, think I, just, I can hear a buzzing in my bonnet now. And I, <laughs> so, so first of all, we, what we get our, our requisite kind of, um, you know, three, just to kind of split three screen um, of the, our three regular judges getting ready. I just have to say, Brooks, look, very into it i thought her hair was stunning i love her outfit she's dressed as like a kind of matador (laughs) a female matador which i was very appreciative of and then yeah we get into our guest judge of the week jade hasone and he is from the uh, smash hit television show shadow hunters which i tried to watch the first season of and oof my goof is that show a terrible (laughs) now now you you instantly fell <laughs> you found a real kindred spirit in uh, guest judge Jade Hassoni from Sh- Shadowhunters, didn't you? Look, I saw him trot onto screen, and I was like, "Hang on, wait a minute is is that is that partially me on on the stage?" But also, I was like, I I was just annoyed because like everything he was wearing and styled, I was like. That's probably what I would wear if I were going to go as like well, a judge on, on Drag Race. You texted me that as I was about to text my own review of him, which was Uh-oh. not nice. And Uh-oh. I felt like you would have been very insulted because, you know, you're like, I think that judge was dressed like me. And I was like, I was literally about to say, I'm not so sure about that kind of aging twink that was the judge. And then I was like, oh, yikes. <laughs> so I'm not calling you an aging twink. That's, <laughs> uh-oh, yikes. Like- uh, have I have I followed him on Instagram and will I be showing will I be showing my hairdresser some of the colors he has worn in his hair? Yes, yes, I have. Did while watching, did I go on Amazon and try and find some silver pants? Yes, yes, I did. Okay, <laughs> like mesh mesh tank top, silver pants. They're all on their way to you right now, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Amazon Prime. If there's an interruption in this uh, in this podcast, it's just my Amazon Prime just delivering something. Some man-made fibers coming through the door. Guest right. judge Ben Anderson from the hit show Shadowhunters. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you very much. He he did a um. A very rickety job of uh, anchoring this episode. I felt like, you know, <laughs> my my world for an Alicia Cuthbert. I mean, really, <laughs> he was he was ropey as hell doing the um the guest judge slot. Although, look, I'm I'm being a little bit mean, but I do like I said last week. I like that it shows that week to week we don't know what we're going to get from that guest judge slot i think it's like you know we're going to see strong people we're going to see ropey people and i really i enjoy seeing hearing the script through different people each week and his was oof, those oof, that back and forward he did with the judges oh that was painful i, I at that moment i was too busy on amazon so i don't okay. <laughs> remember it you, you were deep into mesh tank tops on amazon by that point we got it okay. we got it we're gonna give a shout out to our other judge our girl stace because you know there was one moment i thought in particular she really shone as a judge i love how we're now critiquing we're critiquing judges <laughs> yeah um but she, um, because of her fashion background, she w- was sort of, you know, commenting on some of the girls, how they walked and the yeah. way they walked onto set. And I was like, oh, that's fascinating. That's such yeah. a good that's such a good viewpoint and POV to bring to the table. Yeah, it's actually, it's weirdly, it's weirdly a viewpoint that they've never had a model as a regular, you know, they've had obviously guest judges models quite a lot in Drag Race, but I like that she's bringing that perspective and I, I really appreciate that. And then before we get into the main runway, we just have to talk about the um, extra, extra judge that I'm going to be discussing every week. And that is the chairs. <laughs> <laughs> 
Right. Do we still have the black? We had the black computer chairs. <laughs> Those black mesh, much like your black mesh tank top of you and, you know, guest judge Jay Tasani from uh, Shadowhunters. Those black mesh office chairs. I don't know. <laughs> I cannot take my eyes off of them. And then this week, I swear to God, at one point, Brooke had like taken off her jumper, her, like her matador cape, and it was just draped over the back of the office chair, much like when you get into into work and you drape your coat over the back of the chair. It's like, <laughs> she's Brooke's like, well, I got to work, scooting scooting into the deck, <laughs> into her desk in her office chair, draped that matador cape over the back, which I appreciated because it meant I didn't have to look at the black mesh office chair. They're driving me. They're driving me crazy. Along with the ceiling in the workroom, those office chairs, I cannot stop seeing them. Wait, anyway. come to think of it, Jade in his, uh, in our, I should say, in our mesh top, um, was he in uh, computer chair drag? Was that what he was trying to do? <laughs> Maybe that's what he was. It was a nod to the black office mesh Love chairs. <laughs> Anyhow. Anyway, moving let, on from the chairs. <laughs> let's get into the uh, main stage, not my first time in drag, elevated interpretations of their first time what? in drag, Luke's. Who's first? Okay. Lemon. Who's first? Lemon. Wait a minute. Let me get to Lemon. Let me get to oh. our girl Lemon. Because Lemon, Lemon looked amazing. She was in that blue-gray kind of velvety-looking gown with the long blonde hair, and she was very kind of, very kind of luxe evening lady look. That's right. She looked it gorgeous. A, it, it was gorgeous. And also, I think she had like um, a bejeweled like nipple or something she, underneath. She did. Kitten. She Love did like that. a little, she did a cheeky nip reveal of like, yeah, a bedazzled nip, which I know as you, you're a Janet fan, a Janet Jackson fan, oh, I know yeah. you, you always like an exposed kind of bejeweled nip moment. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I actually caused the nip slip back in the day. Between um, that and uh, was it little Kim getting, having her boob hanging out at the VMAs back in the day as well. That's another iconic nip reveal look. Do you remember that look? Yo, a hundred percent. We will need to make a list. I do think. Yeah, no, I agree. This looks interesting because it could have gone very wrong and basic. It could have been a bit like Sleeping Beauty or something yeah. like that. But it wasn't. It was. It, it was. It was a good. It was a stun for sure. And next up was Rudabaga herself, Rudabaga in um, the sunflower look. Oh. I. I when she first came around, I was like, oh, okay, this is fun. And then when they showed the original, it was that it was literally like an old swimsuit with these like sun sad plastic sunflowers, like you know, stapled to it. I was like, this is a look. I loved it. it. Fantastic. It, yeah, she, she, yeah. I just, I, I, I mean, I don't even really have many words. I, I she, think it showed the it showed the elevation you're right i mean let's be honest a sunflower or a giant daisy i mean that's at the best of times that is lame but yeah. to be able to take that from a pretty shoddy first time in drag to this was fantastic she also does this face she pulls this face a couple of times and it makes me laugh every time she pulls it and she kind of had that same face in the uh in the the challenge as well this is kind of like Wah! <laughs> do you know what i mean i don't know what you mean oh, i'm okay. sorry this is not, a, gonna... not a visual medium that we're working on right <laughs> now i know we're not sitting opposite each other like we were last week anyway up next tainomi is in her <laughs> well i called it a medieval times kind of um yeah look now and again, initially, again initially wearing she walked... mm. sorry you go no 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 i was just gonna say again wearing a kind of sensible <laughs> sensible high-necked you know office look but this was she worked in the office for you know the admin office for medieval times yeah i now initially when she walked out, i was like okay this this could be this could be good and then the more i looked at it the more i was like oh dear this just isn't the one well the problem was is that she i don't think she intended to look like 
a medieval knight because when you saw the the kind of the source of it was a, a gray just a gray mini dress so she obviously thought like oh I'll do like a headpiece and it'll look very kind of modern and structured but like because it looked so medieval times if she had here's the thing if she had if the original look had been like a medieval times kind of wench you know knight look and then she had come in this elevated look with like a shield and a sword and fully like just gone for it it would have been like a stun but it was an oh, accidental it was an accidental medieval times look which is troublesome well, so basically if she had come out on a horse yeah just- <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that horse prop we love a horse prop always love it <laughs> okay next up who did we have it's kiara in her kind of very oh. very 2000s kind of paris hilton one of those like drapey little nowhere dresses totally stunning now this i i love this look because i mean there wasn't a huge amount to it in many ways but i also appreciate a look where you know they're not trying to have a breastplate they're not they're yeah. just they're they're not trying to be male female they're just doing their thing and i really enjoyed it and um, i thought her hair and her makeup and everything was really enchanting i would say yeah. and it, it was, was just, and also it, i i do think it's a really cool reference point like as you say like 2004 paris hilton simple life kind of dates paris hilton's 21st birthday it's yeah. like oh that's a, that's a strong reference point for now it, it, I know that you're not a drag herstory girl, but she she was giving shades of Naomi Smalls, Naomi Smalls, and giving shades of Naomi Smalls is never a bad thing. She's got that yeah. same like tall, thin drink of water who can like yeah have rock a boy chest, but she just looks like a slinky androgynous like alien of gorgeousness. I I thought it was an absolute full like stunning look. I loved it. Yeah, I'm there for it. And I know exactly who Naomi Smalls is. Thank you very much. <laughs> of course, of course. Okay. Um, <sighs> next up is Anastasia. I mm, hmm. Now, here's the thing. I feel the same noises as you just made. Um, yep. I wasn't super into this look. It's very like pageant, um, older lady, glam, kind of 19, like 1989 yeah. Joan Collins dinner party situation. However, when I saw the picture again of her first time in drag, I'm like, oh, no, that makes sense. You did, See, you absolutely did progress where you were. I, to me, it looked like rather than taking the concept of it, of it and kind of elevating it, I think it looked like she just took that same dress from the first picture and bedazzled the white kind of stripes on it let me let me ask what do you know about bedazzling fraser (laughs) um excuse me i know about customization of clothing thank you very much never forget that story i told you about when (laughs) when (laughs) i insisted on getting my name stitched into the rear of my jeans thanks to watching noel from hearsay perform with his written his name written across the bum of his jeans okay Wait, so you okay. had the you had the full name Fraser stitched across what was it both pockets? Yeah, uh, yeah. I and did. What was it in? What was it? Rhinestones? What was it in? Well, it was in more of like a more of like a kind of a fuzzy felt. But how dare you question my? How dare <laughs> you question my? <laughs> a comfortable fuzzy felt. So when you sat down, you were like, "Oh, I don't want a rhinestone because when I sit down, that's going to pinch." <laughs> How dare you fucking question me? How dare you question my fucking credentials? I have watched every single season of Project Runway. So I I may not know how to sew, but I know how to, you know, criticize people of their sewing. Thank you very fucking much. 
Okay. Yeah, we definitely. We definitely. Uh, producer Breeze just chiming in. She's saying we definitely pick up Fraser's jeans for the Discord, and I, I would, I would agree with that. I, Absolutely I what we should not. Do is, what we should do is we should get a picture of them, and we should all critique them. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely fucking not it's gonna <laughs> luckily it was in the time before pictures you know there's definitely a hard copy floating around there somewhere but i'll leave that to my mum to you know bury that evidence if you're listening just, laura get rid laura scan it in and send it as a pdf please she, good luck with that getting my mum to scan a pdf i told you i spent most of yesterday trying to help her set up a windows laptop over a, a video call I mean, if right. you want to have a blood pressure problem, do that. Right. Okay. Right. Moving on. Anastasia, I hear you. You're not into it. I wasn't super into it, but I, I appreciated the progression. We need to move on. We Boa. do. We're, we're really taking a long time. Boa. Um, I kind of liked Boa's look, but she wasn't selling it. Wasn't she? Oh, wait. And Bo was the one that our girl Stace, she was she was suggesting she did more of like, a, she had to work on her walk. Was that, yeah, that right? Yeah, it's true. Yeah. She, she she kind of did like a real Humpty Dumpty kind of stomp. She she just wasn't, she wasn't being like, hey, I'm here. It was more just like, oh yeah, all right. Do yeah. you know what I mean? She had that kind of attitude like, yeah, this is this is it. This is my outfit. What, what do you think? But she also did a nipple reveal, which I did enjoy. Oh, well, again, you know, you know my feelings. <laughs> Can't go wrong with that. Yeah, Boa is. I, I think. I think we have to say it's like Boa was tired in episode two, and that was <laughs> she that. was okay. She was weary. Kine was next. Kine was next in the sort of like painted purple Ursula. That's right, because Kine originally, first time a drag, did like an Ursula Halloween look, so came back yeah. as a kind of reimagined. Now, here's my thing. Mm. I thought Kine's purple makeup and the actual eyes were good i thought yes. it was very good but she didn't do purple everywhere because sometimes when she moved her head you could see a little <laughs> yeah you could see, you could see the back of her neck was was not painted <laughs> yeah and then the rest of the look was just a bit like bought in a shop and cobbled together yeah i i felt bad for her when they were when she gets her critiques i mean we'll get into it properly but it felt like it felt like she did a less elevated. It felt like she did like a more edited version of Ursula, which I get what she was trying to do. She was like, I'll do like fashion Ursula, which is more like, you know, like editor, editorial Ursula. But I just, I felt like she probably, she should have gone in the other direction and just made it triple the size rather than making it smaller. Cause it, mm-hmm. Ursula is not really someone that you can kind of edit down. She has to just be, she just has to get bigger and bigger, much like she does at the end of the little mermaid where she gets bigger and bigger. Yeah. No, I hear. Yeah. Basically, we wanted animatronic arms, did we? <laughs> yes. like, just like <laughs> just growing out onto set. I'm like, no, that's what I mean. Imagine, imagine if she'd been in a huge gown that also had somehow had like tentacles that she could have operated. That would have. I mean, I'm asking a lot for someone to come onto a season one of a Drag Race with a, with an animatronic setup. But hey, I want what I want. Okay. As we've established, least, I am a fashion expert. Do you know what? At least, at least a little prop bottle of the potion. You know what I mean? Of like, yes, the, of the, yes. of the, like the shell that I'm like, and, and maybe miming, like singing and then losing her voice. Like just come Although, on, let's just work do we, this a bit. Do we know how much, you know, rights, rights wise, she was allowed to actually say and do as hey, Ursula? Don't, don't let me pull out Hans Christian Andersen, the original writer of, of Little Mermaids, you know? <laughs> right. I can so, always lean on Hans. I can always throw back to Hans <laughs> in Denmark. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. Okay. Next <laughs> up, who, who was it? Who was it? We had my girl Priyanka in her latex fetish fish fantasy. So she had that kind of that hat, that side hat on, and she was wearing kind of like a um, 
it was kind of her first look was a Stevie Nicks kind of witchy look. And I don't know necessarily that she did an elevated version of it, but she just looked so good that it didn't really matter. Do you remember she was doing the very slow walk? Very yeah. slow. It was, I would say this look was solid, but forgettable. Not yeah. good, not bad, forgettable. Now, wait a minute. Did she do the fire breathing thing? No, 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 no. You're getting, oh, I'm you're getting, getting ahead of myself. You're getting you confused. See, this, is, this is the problem because these two looks back to back, actually these three looks back to back, there was a lot of black latex going on. Yes, yes, for sure. But I mean, okay. But I, I what I will say is I like, Priyanka has like a exuberant, energy which is obviously fits in with her children's tv host kind of past but she has an infectious likability that i'm really starting to dig it, it's like shi- it shines through in her face in a way that i really want to talk to her she just seems like a really fun person okay i will thank I, you very much i i'm i'm i hear you i'm not quite on the priyanka bus just yet but we'll see Okay, so next up was Scarlet Bobo. She is the fire breather. She was doing the That's kind of right. the uh, yeah, a bit more like black kind of shiny PVC. Uh, it was the Bobo branded bondage wear, in fact, and she she pulled out the, the sticks and did a bit of fire breathing. What thoughts, feelings, emotions? It wasn't fire breathing, though. That was the problem. I was, was like, oh, I'm always nervous when like some circus tricks get pulled out. But do you know what? If you're going to pull out some fire, she did fire eating. She just yes, ate it. Sorry. I'm like, I'm like, fuck that. You come out with a bit of fire. I want you to be blowing it so you look like a giant dragon, and you're burning the top of the problematic set. I, right. you know what I mean? Like it just well, it was. It wasn't and we've established that that set is cold, so <laughs> you know, health and safety wise, I don't think it would matter if she blew a big fireball. Everyone would be like, "Oh, lovely!" That PA and her puffy her puffy vest would finally be happy. Take off a layer. Take off one of those cozy layers. Yeah, it I, was like- I didn't. I didn't mind. I liked her look and the fire. I thought it. I thought it all. It all tied together nicely, and it. it, it you know, it was. It was something to see. Whoa! I love that. I love that. What What were they like? Well, it was something to see. <laughs> something to see is the equivalent of someone saying, "You look like you had fun." <laughs> <laughs> Next okay. up, next up, we had Kelly Osborne from the <laughs> shut up, the shut up music video. Blah 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 blah. blah. <laughs> Am I right? Well, so I need to cough because I, I I I got so excited there. <laughs> but I've got a bit of fire. I've got a bit of fire caught in my throat. One sec, <laughs> and you can't see, but I just did a whole fire breathing technique there, full one. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so Kelly Osborne, Scarlett as uh, sorry, Alona as Kelly Osborne back in the day. Yeah, I it was it was fine. It, do you know what? For it, I, it was a bit slop a lop, and yeah. I know what she was going for. It just it nah. I think I would have loved to have seen because the original look was that kind of Kelly Osborne big boots punky kind of look. I would I would have liked to have seen it perhaps reimagined as like a gown it still could have been like punk mm. rock like those imagine those boots she was wearing but with a gown with like a split down the side i thought that would have looked really cool like yeah i liked that kind of reimagined top half of the look which was you know all that kind of bedazzled lips and all that stuff but i would have liked it yeah as a gown with a split but with that boot showing through so she could have still looked like punk rock but kind of yeah less less kelly less less kelly osborne shut up music video more like kelly osborne perhaps going to the MTV Awards, a later season of the Osborne, so not early Kelly. 
Do you know no, what I'm saying? I'm, no, I'm no, I disagree because she still wore like Converse and stuff. Then I would okay. more, maybe it's like maybe it's during the height of the Osbournes. If Kelly got invited to the Oscars and she's like, I still want to be punk rock Kelly, but I am going to the Oscars. Yeah, fair enough. And just really, I, I can't stress enough that in the song "Shut Up" by Kelly Osbourne, there is a a verse that just starts blah 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 blah. blah, blah. <laughs> I encourage everyone to go out and just have a look at Kelly Osbourne's Shut Up music video. I, what a I wild loved, ride. I had that whole album. It was a, I was I was <laughs> super into Kelly Osbourne. Was, she had a song called Come Undone, I think it was. Oh my god. We Great. we save it we for digress. Save it for our Kelly Osbourne for our Osbourne's podcast. Oh, that'd be good Which, actually. We'll do- by the way, is a fucking great idea. No one steal that. Trademarked, trademarked. It's ours. Um, Get away! What we're going to watch every episode of the Osbournes and just yes. talk about them. Yes, it's a great oh, idea. Okay, we'll okay. <laughs> finally, finally, okay, they so had. I, oh. oh wait! Oh, are we? Oh, 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 oh. That's no. We were both. Like, we were both basically reaching a mutual orgasm about talking about Jimbo. You go. Were we? I don't know if we were. So Jimbo, kind of zombie cheerleader look. I would say this look was like. I that kind of that kind of crap I do not enjoy because it oh. takes me it takes me to like Harley Quinn type territory. Oh, you know what I mean? See, but I'm not finished. I'm not finished talking. Thank you, Fraser like Razor. But uh, I will say she looked different <laughs> to everyone else. Mm. I enjoyed pulling off the pigtails, and I think it was very solid. And this for me was a moment I was like, oh. I think you're one to watch. And Jimbo, I think you might be top three. I'm throwing it out there right now. Yes. I think that if she, if the runway challenge had been like, you know, like evening glam and she was like, I'm going to do a fun twist on it, then that would have been a bit more like, oh, this is a bit tough. But I thought considering her first time in drag was, you know, doing, you know, Halloween zombie cheerleader drag. I loved it. I thought it was like, it it really was elevated. Yeah. I loved the tearaway ponytails. I, I just I was I was into it. I thought she I thought she looked great. Great. <laughs> so oh lord, we're gonna have to talk about these no, fucking no, heritage I, moments again. Let's I, not I don't let's I think not, I think we've gone to time with the heritage yeah, moments. Let's just I just wanna do a really quick shout out to our producer, um our producer Bree, who has written a fun little kind of has kind of written a what am I trying to say? Has written the outline for us, and she's just, she's just given everyone one word descriptions for their characters in the uh, the sketch, and I like that she's just written Priyanka slut. <laughs> <laughs> really, that really really made me cackle when I read that. Oh, I love that. Great. I, again, just just as an as an overview, I felt like watching it back. There were some. There were a lot of references deep in those sketches. There was like meme, there was meme references. There was shout outs to like old seasons of Drag Race. And I felt some people did it well. Some people really dropped the ball with those references. And I felt like did not kind of embody them. Did I write down those notes? No, I didn't. I can't remember. But overall, I felt like both, both watching them back kind of finished. I felt like it really, really highlighted who was on the struggle bus. Like it, it, it couldn't have been clearer, right? Yeah, I also just want to say, because one of them was burnt tuck, and it was all about, it was basically about, like, if you smell toast, but there's no burning toast, you might be having a stroke. Yeah. Um, That night after I watched it, podcast husband, my podcast husband, Jesse, woke up in the middle of the night smelling smoke, and oh um, couldn't, and he was like, do you smell it? I'm like, no. 
and he went outside. He could smell it. He could smell it indoors. Um, I'm still, we're still trying to determine whether or not he smelt toast or there was a fire, but this, you know, it, it may have been an airy fairy comedy sketch, but it affected us deeply. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's a real learning moment, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know what we learned, but we learned something. <laughs> I do. I do want to have a quick, just a quick moment of kind of recognition for uh, Rita Bagger because we didn't really see much of her when they were recording the uh, the sketch, but I thought she was really funny as the as the old nurse. I loved her again. Her painted up down, upside down smile, her kind of that angry smile thing that she had in her face. She she didn't have much in that sketch, but every time I saw her, she made me laugh out loud. What did you think of her? I honestly can't fully remember. remember her. And that, and that, and that <laughs> just says all, again, I think at this point I was Googling, um, what, what might have been Googling? Maybe just different color hair dyes. Right. Um, and yeah. And, and maybe would... Shadow Hunter as well. Or maybe like looking for <laughs> neckerchiefs on Etsy. <laughs> did you, did you get into any Shadow Hunters? Oof. No, I, I did not hunt any shadows. I can Oof. confirm that. Oof. Yikes. Okay, shall we get to just a quick look at the critiques then? So yeah. uh, your your true love, Jade, has, <laughs> Jade Hasune, has never been more proud to be Canadian and more proud to be gay. And you've been never been more proud to have found your style icon, right? Absolutely. <laughs> sorry. Oh, sorry, I think there's someone at the door. It's just Amazon, just on my Amazon shit. <laughs> sorry, carry on. So our safe queens are Anastasia, Alona, Rita Bagger, and Scarlett. So I we're was, then getting. I'm sorry, but Alona, I was like, really? You're safe? Um, um, wasn't super happy about that. Oh, you thought she should have been? She should have been critiqued and been yeah, in the bottom. Yeah, she she needed a critique, as far as I'm concerned. Mm, okay, okay. So okay. we get to anyway. Our... They 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 got off the set. They're they got gone. To the knitting. They're gone. They're safe. Then we got to the nitty gritty. Yeah, judges critiques. So Lemon is praised for everything. <laughs> they told her her acting was brilliant. Her look was great. And I was like, yes, couldn't agree more. Yeah, 100%. We're on board. Squeeze that lemon. <laughs> okay. That, <laughs> Sorry, that shouldn't have made me laugh as much as it did. I'm giddy. I'm giddy next as up, hell. Next up was Tainomi. Okay. Now, as we said, my girl Tanomi, I want her to be great, but she struggled and she got critiqued for both her look and her acting. Yeah. Um, because, you know, she talked about how acting wasn't her thing. She's sort of new to it. And and Jeffrey was like, well, do you know what? Lemon's new to acting too, but she um, she, she killed it. So yeah. Tanomi, this was definitely more, I was like, Tanomi, you in that medieval armor should have brought <laughs> your horse because you are, you're in trouble. Yeah, it was, that was, that was tough. Uh, Kiara was... Uh, praised for her acting and then they weren't super into her runway look they said it was too simple and too basic and then yes um our girl stace said that her posture wasn't very good but i liked her kind of like it's that very like oh i don't care i don't need to worry about my posture because i'm so tall and thin like who cares yeah no i mean if i were tall and thin i'd probably probably be like that as well yeah, I never. It's never. Go- I'm never gonna know. Tall, yes. Six one, yes. Thin, never gonna be in my wheelhouse. <laughs> <sighs> okay, who was next? <laughs> next was Boa. Was praised for her runway look, but obviously they were like, "You were not good." They they yeah. pointed out that she had to have every single line like fed to her, and it's true. It wasn't. It was not her, not her week. And then yeah, you said as you said, 
Stace was not impressed with her kind of runway presentation. I agree. She really was kind of just like, boop, ba-doop, ba-doop. Down the yeah. way, I have to say with Boa because I think Boa is intrinsically a very funny person but maybe can't act funny if yeah. if Boa gets through to Snatch Game I'm very interested to see what she's like because that's when you know there's there's no script and she has full ownership of whatever comedy she wants to put out there so yeah. that is where I'm gonna be watching Boa if oh, she gets Snatch there Game. Snatch Game is gonna be fascinating because it's gonna be like are we going to know anyone they're doing? Is it going to be very niche? Like the UK one, there were some real niche people. Who knows? Anyway. But the, pro- but the thing, well, we'll get to it with Snatch Game. But the thing is, like with Snatch Game, whether you know the person is or not, you can see if someone's funny or not. or someone's 100%. 100%. Yeah. Okay, next, Kine. Yes. Oh, Kine. Critique oh. for his, for her um, or witchy, witchy poo look. Uh, as you yeah. said, the skin was showing... And yeah, and the acting wasn't great. So Kine, I, like, I think, as we said, from the word go, I think we knew Kine was in trouble in this yeah. episode. Because let's be honest, last episode, that that she didn't do well. And in this episode, I was like, you need to step up your game. And I don't think she did. Yeah, unfortunate. Not Her good. gal. Uh, who was next? Your girl Priyanka. Oh, my girl Priyanka. Again, she got praise across the board. I, I'm I can't say it enough. She's I'm really starting to to dig Priyanka. She's such a lovely, I don't know, she has an energy that I'm responding very, very, very well to. Love her. Again. And then we'll see. Yeah, still you're still not sold on her. And then yes, Jimbo was praised on her look and her acting, but Jeffrey kind of thought she still had a bit more to give. I I think so. I th- I agree with that. But also in a in a kind of acting challenge sometimes that like overacting thing when everyone's at 1000% can be kind of exhausting and not funny. So I like that she brought a bit of kind of light and shade to an insane character. Yeah. I, I, I have to say I agree with my nemesis, Jeffrey though. We, we could have got, (laughs) we could have got more in that judge role, like just, just bigger, particularly because with that judge, the way, the way she was on set, she was like by herself. So there's yeah. a lot of one of like single shots of her. So you yeah. need to fill that. You're not competing with anyone. You need That's to fill true. that and, and go bigger. So so uh, we'll see next week. Absolutely. And then so we get our kind of backstage girls having their little their little drink and their kiki about what's been going on on the on the main stage. There wasn't too much huge stuff happening here. The best part really was just <laughs> Boa <laughs> making that leg and lag joke. Do you remember that? I, I, yeah, but it wasn't very funny. No, but that's what was funny about it, that it wasn't funny. It was a huge clunker, and I like that they, instead of just moving on, everyone really sat in it and really acknowledged how <laughs> unfunny it was, which made yeah. it funny. Yeah. <laughs> that's what happens if you really just let a stinking joke just go on. I thought that was good. Um, yeah, just across the board, I, I felt like, I feel like in general, with like I said with this show, because they're nice, the the kind of moment the backstage moments we're not getting any of that kind of untucked you know drama with people being scheming and nasty and stuff it feels a lot more supportive so everyone was more just kind of like oh okay well i didn't do so well and everyone's like oh that's sad <laughs> but but we, we'll see as the competition heats up because yeah, as they definitely... get closer when it gets down to like the final six yeah. you know we could we could see more competition coming alive yeah, true, 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 true. Okay, so we get up. Uh, everyone's back on back on stage. So safe queens, who are they? Jimbo, fine, we're on board. Kiara, sure. Priyanka, you love her. Safe. Miguel. Boa, safe, good. Boa, 
get a Red Bull and get going in the next episode. <laughs> Bottom two, Kine and Naomi. Sorry, Kine and Tiny. Tiny. <laughs> I confused I, you with all my Naomi Smalls talk. I'm sorry. And, Na- and Naomi Campbell, and there's all everything going on in my brain. So <laughs> Naomi Watts. I, Naomi Watts. I mean, she. Oh yes, yeah, she serves real Naomi Watts, doesn't she? <laughs> <laughs> okay, kind of Tainomi, and I was like, "Fair, you you both deserve to be in the bottom two. And I was yeah. very interested to see how they were both going to perform. Yeah, because and then just oh, oh yeah, what are you going to say? No, you go for it. I was just going to say where the where the winner of the challenge was Lemon. Um, and oh, I think, of course. Yeah, Lemon, where the winner, absolutely. But yeah, let's let's talk about the bottom two a little bit more. Yeah. Kine and Tainomi. So they were going to lip sync together. I, I'm like, yeah, you both should have been in the bottom two. Yeah. Now watching it, you know, I'm gunning for Tainomi. I want her to, to go for it. But watching yeah. the two of them lip sync, and we should shout out the song, which was "If You Could Read My Mind," a song I'd never heard before. Me neither. It sounded like sounded like twenty songs I do know. You yes. know what I mean? I, I, as 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 a British person and not an American person, I don't think I should say this, but it sounded very European. <laughs> it did. Do, do you know? What? It also reminded me of like everyone, like everyone, you know, seemed to know it on the show, obviously. But it reminded me of like Sex in the City Two, where they go do karaoke and they sing that song, "I Am Woman." I am like, woman. Come on, everyone knows this song, "I Am Woman," and everyone when we watched it in the the theater, everyone's like, "What is this song?" Still to this I, day, never heard the original. <laughs> I also really just want to do a quick shout out to one of the artists from this song, Ultra Nate. So oh. she, she's obviously the singer of now's the time. Cause you're free to do what you want to do yeah. from our, our youth. And I will shout out her look when that single came out was she was, you know, a, a black woman with a shaved head, but her shaved head was uh, bleach blonde. And I am, I'm very triggered by conversations of Ultra Nate because when I was 15, I was at my friend Beth's house and me and her decided we were going to bleach our hair blonde. And I'm obviously mixed race with short, dark hair. And it was a bit, a little bit longer at the time. And we both bleached our hair. I was very proud of the look. I came home and the first thing my brother said to me was, you look like Ultra Nate. (gasps) (laughs) Now, if if my brother said to me, now you look like Ultra Nate, I'd be like, yeah, I'm a fucking fierce bitch with... A fierce, beautiful bitch, mixed race bitch with short blonde hair. Absolutely. At the time, still not comfortable with myself. I went upstairs, cried and shaved my head. (laughs) Wait, were you crying as you shaved your head? It was post crying. So it was more like if I, let's say if I'd been wearing mascara, it would have been like a a mascara stained face whilst I shaved my head. It would have been stunning. Beautiful. Now, once again, (laughs) with your, with your, your felt patch jeans, we would like absolutely no photo evidence. I, we took no photos at my friend's house and I got home, got called ultranate, cried, shaved my head straight away. And again, it was in the, you know, we would have had to sit for a a formal portrait at that point because there was no digital cameras. Got it. Well, thank goodness uh, there is Photoshop now because I'm sure we can morph you and Ultranate together. But that's Please. a job for another time. Okay. Please. The bottom two, they're lip syncing this song. It's Kain and Tainomi. Here's the yeah. thing Tainomi, I want her to do well. I was gunning for her. Kain, I have issues with. But watching them, the two of them perform, I was like, there isn't much in this. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't the most passionate performance. For sure. It felt like both of them were holding back a little bit. And I think Tainomi pulled out more tricks, which yeah. is probably what saved her. I also feel like maybe the judges were feeling like 
Kine had run her course a little bit on the show. Yeah. And Tainomi, maybe this might light a fire under her ass a little bit and kind of, she might be capable of a little bit more. So maybe they were like, let's keep her because she's got something else to give. Do you, do you know what I was surprised at? Because she had that like very super high long pony. Yeah. Like, she didn't do any work with it. She didn't do any yeah. hierography. There was no spinning. There was no like grabbing. I was a bit yeah. surprised. If you've got a high fucking pony, you better whip that shit. Yeah. Whip it around like a do, helicopter blade. Do you know Just what? whip it around. Do you know what? If you've got a high pony and you're battling someone in a lip sync, you go over there and you whack them in the face with it. Okay? <laughs> oh, you think she should have like kind of used a full whipping ponytail as a fight style. She could have done anything. She could have pulled out some scissors, pulled the hair and like cut the hair off, like anything. I'm like, I then thrown the hair in the air, like a confetti. <laughs> it's such a prop. Like you, yeah. why didn't you use it? So I was disappointed. However, they did the song. And it was interesting because there was a moment where Kine, you know, tells Tainomi, like, don't cry. Like, basically, I'm going, you know? Yeah. Which I thought was interesting. And it, it, there were a few flashes of, like, humanity from yeah. Kine throughout this episode. And I think some people in the Discord were saying, actually, there's, like, a really lovely th- – and I think – well, actually, Crystal was saying it last week. There's some lovely stuff on Twitter of Kine, like, playing the flute and being really yeah. lovely and all these things. So so it was, it was nice to – at the very well, last moment – get that little little essence of being a good person i've seen i've seen some rumblings of that moment being kind of misinterpreted i think i think and as you were saying it was meant to be her being like this is my moment to go like don't you worry this is not your moment to go this is my moment to leave the show like so do not cry but i think some people are interpreting it as like don't steal my moment i'm about to leave which i don't think is fair i don't think that's what she was saying but i've seen no. some rumblings online about that people thinking she's being like don't steal my moment bitch but i don't think that was happening kind was not a bad person and it was not i'm talking like she's dead she's not kind's not a bad person that's not what she was saying and what she was doing she might have had some tough moments on the show but she's not i don't want i don't think she deserves to be labeled with any kind of villainous brush strokes at all that's not Agreed. fair and i'm not going to stand for that and it's not, not fair. We're not going to stand for it. So no, not on, ca- on a, can- a Canadian Drag Race recap. We're not doing nastiness like that. There no. might be a few bees buzzing around in our, both of our little bonnets, but I'm not. I'm never going to do that kind of character assassination because it's not. Nope, not going to do it. Yeah. So as 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 has has as has come to be, um, Kine was well. Tanomi was told Chante, you stay, and Kine. Yep was told to sashay away her leaving line was see you on the internet thanks for watching which is fine because you know she's like a youtube queen or whatever yeah. social clean, media like clean yeah. concise says it all lovely on perfect on brand on brand <laughs> so that was oh, that mama. Oh, oh. what I a journey i have to say in general this episode and much like all seasons of drag race whether it's uk regular old american or all stars Episode one of Canadian Drag Race, I was really impressed with. Episode two, it's a step down. Yeah, you you have to you have to the the first episode is always a high, and then the second episode is a you always have to settle in. And actually, it's it's quite traditional on Drag Race to do a big group acting challenge very early on in the season, as you've said, so that they're just always quite tough to watch. Yeah. And we have to, we have to take that dip down so that we can start the kind of 
you know, the ascent back to kind of towards snatch game again. And I think that's going to come in the next few weeks. I think we're going to, we're going to, the challenges are going to start being a little bit more fun. I find the acting challenges, acting and improv challenges on drag race really make my, my hands and my feet sweat with like fear and, and yeah. stress. <laughs> I, I agree. We're good. Yeah. We'll see what happened. Wait, was there anything teased up or, or for next week? I can't even remember. There was a tease for next week and I've completely forgotten it. <laughs> you know what that doesn't matter because we're going to be back next week and we're yeah going to we're going to talk it about it and let's be honest you've heard a lot about my my amazon shopping you've heard a lot about fraser's looks throughout the years and you've heard a lot about drag race canada i'm going to do the wrap-up of the episode fraser okay. you're not even going to get uh you're not even going to get a choice so basically that's been it for this week's episode of canada's drag race recap that was episode two this episode was produced by brie weiss um, and be sure to join us next week and every week well, well, as long as the show goes on, not every week until the end of time, just chill out. But we're going to continue to discuss, dissect and deconstruct each brand new episode of Canada's Drag Race season one. So for Fraser and myself, thank you. And I just want to say you're welcome. Bye. Thank you for listening to Drag Race Recap Canada. Have something to say? Email us at dragracerecap at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Drag Race Recap. For more Drag Race and LGBTQ content, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. You can follow Ben and Fraser on their podcast, You're Welcome America. That's you are the letter U, the letter R, Welcome America. It's available wherever you get your podcast, and they also have an Instagram account at Your Welcome America. Also, the letter U, the letter R, Welcome America. This episode was produced by Bree Weiss. Drag Race Recap is an Afterthought Media podcast.